Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Lake Mount Young Adults Podcast. We are the Young Adults Ministry of Lake Mount Worship Center, and we are on a mission to connect young adults to the life-changing presence of Jesus Christ. We meet every Monday night at 7 p.m., and we'd love to have you join us. You can find more information on our socials, but in the meantime, we hope you enjoy the message for this week. All right, a couple of announcements. You like announcements? Okay, good. I know that they just did announcements, but this was about the guy that did announcements. Elijah is engaged to Ella. Woohoo! Thought we should celebrate because they've been away. So they needed the clap and the love from us. And you're all invited. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We'll be taking up an extra offering for that. All right. Also, how many of y'all know Lewis? It was Lewis's birthday yesterday. So everyone needs to give Lewis a high five because Lewis loves you guys so much and serves so well here. We just want him to feel all the love. All right? We won't sing happy birthday again because Endy, I think, ripped his vocal cords. <laughs> he did a really good job, though. High-pitched. Just nailed it. All right. I have a confession to make. This might... Okay. But we're going to take this out of the podcast, right? Okay. Okay, so confession, because it says to confess your sins and you'll be healed. So, I never eat sugar, and I don't eat grains. My cheats are like rice and rice noodles and chickpea noodles, because that's not a grain. And yes, it does sound like it sucks, and it really does. But today, for some mad reason, I was driving, and I saw McDonald's. And I pulled in, and I got all giddy, and I was led into temptation, and I wasn't delivered from evil. I fully partook, and I felt it within five seconds. I was like, oh, I had to, like, unbutton my pants, and it really hurt. I feel like I have a fire in my belly that is not from the Holy Spirit. And my mind is really foggy, so I'm just confessing because I'm believing for healing now. In Jesus' name. It's totally out of context, and you should never do that. That's heresy. But I'm just saying, this is the sins I committed today, and it wasn't good. Sin has repercussions. Okay? It may feel good for a second, and then five seconds later, you're like, Dear Lord, I'm sorry. I'm feeling that one. And I don't know how long I'm going to feel that. Or if it was just a great sermon illustration that I was led into the wilderness for five seconds. But ask God for strength when you feel temptation because I really needed it there. And I slipped up. And I never will again because I'm feeling it. Okay, and side note, if you guys eat McDonald's all the time, please don't. Like, I can't make straight thoughts tonight. I'm missing words. I'm missing, like, emotions. There's things that are not happening in my body that really always happen that aren't happening. And I'm like, it's because of fake food. It's got to be. It's not my age, and it's not the weather. It's the fake food. So... If you guys are eating, I had a, I'll just fully confess, I had a quarter pounder with cheese. Yep. And the pickles made me very happy because I asked for extra pickles, no ketchup. Because ketchup is just like putting sugar on anything that you eat. I don't understand it. So I stay in the savory realm all the time. And then I had medium french fries, not small, 
I went all out, you guys. And again, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord, use me anyway. Okay, but great to know that we can be stronger than temptation, right? And while we're talking about discipleship this month, I thought it would be a good illustration on a weak side that when we give in to temptation and when we sin, and it is easy for us to do that, that there is a cost, okay? There's also a cost to following Jesus, and we pay it daily. So when you get up, when you're in the shower, whatever you do first thing, have your mind set on denying yourself and taking up your cross and following Jesus. If you can have it in your mind, you can set your heart that way. You can set your gaze that way. You can set your goal and your vision that day. God, let me please you. Let me be a pleasure to you. Let everything that I think, do, and act out of today bring you glory. Okay? We can do that as disciples. That's called counting the cost. Today, there's some things I'm going to avoid. I avoid grains and sugar for the belly pain, and I'm glad that I do. Does it stink? Yes, it does. I feel left out of many meals, but I feel better, okay? Small illustration, large price, okay? The cross was a huge price that we would be able to walk with clean hearts, pure hands, and that we would be able to walk with the cross in mind and walk in freedom. But it's a daily sacrifice of I'm going to lay down my rights. I'm going to lay down my temptations. I'm going to lay down my sometimes desires that are out of line for what's better long term. Amen? All right. So the cost. We need to count it. We need to measure it. And we need to understand it. That's called discipleship, right? All right, are you guys loving this series? Because I am. We're like rubber meets the road now. We are legit Christians. Okay, sorry, it's the hamburger. It's not me. <laughs> so, it's bad. Okay, so if you'll turn with me in your Bible, <laughs> I'll just deflect now. All right, to Luke 14. This has been our text for the last few weeks. Luke 14, 25 to 35 says, Large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, Brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, Everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown out. Whoever has ears to hear let him hear. Tonight we're going to look at verse 34. But I just want to pray because it says, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. So Holy Spirit, I ask that tonight, Father, that your word would 
get into our hearts, get into our minds, get into our souls and our spirits. Father, I thank you that your word brings us correction. It brings us a place to build on. It gives us a place to plant for the future. And God, I thank you that your word is truth and it leads us into places of freedom because it was you that died for freedom for us. So God, I ask that tonight, God, you would take out anything in our ears that we have put there, that the enemy has lied to us about, or that we willingly refuse to look at out of our own stubborn wills. God, I ask that you would open our ears tonight in the name of Jesus. And Holy Spirit, we just say, come, speak to us, and lead us into all truth tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Who loves salt? Come on, you guys all love salt. If you didn't have a world with, with salt, you'd be like, Ugh, I hate food. Okay, everyone loves salt. You just don't know how much you love it. Because it's typically inside stuff, and you're absorbing it and tasting it, and you're not quite sure. And I don't mean like, do you love salt? Like, do you sit with a box of it and salt lick? I'm not saying that. Do you like it in your food? If you had a recipe and you didn't use salt, okay, get this. When you make chocolate chip cookies, you put salt in it. Is that weird or what? Oh, where are my bakers? Am I lying? I'm, it's true. It offsets all the sweetness, okay? Salt, like, stabilizes. It's good, and food tastes better with salt, okay? When salt is at its best... It's useful. When it's used in the right amount, it's useful. It has purpose, and it's got value. I know we don't think of salt in terms of value because we live in North America, and a big box of iodized processed salt is like $2. We're like, salt doesn't have any value, okay? But in first century, salt was really important and had high value, so you have to read the word in context, okay? It's talking about salt because it's high value. You're going to relate to this if you were in first century, okay? First century is where they got the term worth your salt. Worth your weight in salt. Sorry, I messed it up. It's a hamburger. We'll just keep referring to it. Okay? Worth your weight in salt meant you were a hard worker, you finished your task, and I paid you in salt. It was actually a payment form of a job well done. Why? Because you could take it home and use it for so much. You could preserve food, you could clean things. It was, like, great for everything. Salt was awesome. Salt still is awesome, but we don't relate to it the same way here in North America as first century, okay? So even soldiers got paid in salt sometimes. If you want to think of that, that's weird. Thanks. I just killed a thousand people. Thanks for the bag of salt. Okay? But they were like, thanks. This is perfect. I don't need shekels. I need salt. I need something that can help my family live. Because if I go and kill something, I'm going to lose it all if I don't have anything to preserve it. Okay, I want you guys, like, listening on so many levels. Like, that would just be like, what? I get you. <laughs> okay? You could go get the spoils, bring them back. If you don't have salt, it's a waste. It's a waste. Hear it on another level. It's a waste. if You can't preserve it. Okay? So... When salt loses its identity or function, it has no value. None. If the elements get into it, if it gets wet, if it's just lost its saltiness, it has no value. It's of no worth. It's just a waste. It gets thrown in the soil or the manure pile. I would put it in the manure pile. Just because that's how I relate. I'd be like, no, the trees are good. The manure needs this, <laughs> okay? Goes from super, like, a payment to no value. 
and the elements are actually what affects it. Okay? Again, we're just going to listen on a whole other level. So I'm talking natural. You're going to hear supernatural. Okay? Salt is a preservative. Okay? Salt was used for many things, adding flavor. It was actually used for purification. If you had a wound or something that needed to be cleaned, it was used in that way. Um, salt, first century, had a little more of what we would say is baking soda here. It had a little more of that element to it in first century than what we would call salt. Okay, So it's still salt with a little bit of sodium bicarbonate in it, not just sodium chloride. Those are big terms. You're welcome. That was grade 11. Okay. Okay, salt, again, was a preservative, it had value, and it was precious, and it was very useful. So, salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? How is it supposed to purify, preserve, bring value, be useful if it loses its saltiness? If the elements got to it, how does it become salty again? It doesn't. It gets thrown out. Okay, I know this is like the most sobering series that you've probably ever been to, and you're like, I just can't stop. I love it. Okay? But without raising your hand and without shouting out a name, because that would be rude and inappropriate, we all could probably think of someone who was very salty at one time and walked into elements and temptation, engaged in sin, and no longer has saltiness. Literally is on, oh, I'm not allowed to say literally. Figuratively is on the poop pile of life. Like you, you lost the purpose, you lost the usefulness of your saltiness that God put on you. You lost the salvation process. You lost the purity that he placed inside you from the cross that you received from sin. Keep engaging. Keep going into elements that we don't belong in. And all of a sudden, we want to be in that element instead of the element that we were made for. Here's the thing. The element you're made for is costly. It's costly. It comes at a high price, and it should be thoughtfully engaged every day. Every day. That is called being a disciple. I'm following. I'm close. I get your heartbeat. I get the why, even though I don't fully understand. Okay? Let's use my McDonald's sin, because it really was a sin. Okay? I engaged thoughtfully, eyes wide open. I knew it wasn't going to be good. I just had a craving. That's literally how we get trapped with sin. I have a craving. I have a desire. I put my needs in front of the cross. What got paid for me, I no longer think I need that right now. I need what I fiercely want. And we do that, and we lose our saltiness. Salt is used to keep food fresh. Okay, another level. Your discipleship, the salt, the taste that God's put on your life, the freedom, it's made to keep you fresh. It's made to keep you fresh so that it's a constant supply to others and yourself with your walk with God. I'm fresh. I'm fresh. I'm able to be fresh fruit. I'm able to be used in season, out of season. Whatever's going on, I'm being kept fresh, being preserved, I'm stabilized, okay? Salt that has more bicarbonate in it is able to absorb bad odors, and germs at a high rate. 
Okay, I don't know if you know this about your mom's fridge. You can go home and look. Okay, mom's always put a box of baking soda in the fridge. Here's why. It absorbs all the odors from all the food you put in the fridge that they say plastic wrap really helps. It doesn't. The actual thing that helps is the box of baking soda. It's absorbing the smell. Okay? Baking soda doesn't have a smell. It just absorbs whatever's in the atmosphere. It takes it all on. It is that an onion? I will suck that in so you don't smell it. Onion's still here. You just don't smell it. Okay? Now relate that to your life. Saltiness. I go into an atmosphere. I'm meant to change the atmosphere because I've been set free. Cross has paid it all. If I choose to be in atmospheres that I start absorbing that aren't right, they're just not right. I'm just going to call a spade a spade, okay? They're just not right. They're warring on your heart. They're warring on your mind. They're warring on your spirit. If you've been delivered from something and you go back into those atmospheres, you're losing your saltiness. And you actually don't know it. It's a small bleed. And all of a sudden, the usefulness in what you were set free from is no longer available. It's a slow bleed. But it's a choice. Every day, I'm going to deny myself. I'm going to pick up my cross. And I'm going to follow Jesus. Is it easy to not sin? No. No. Is it possible? Crickets, great. Is it possible? Yes, it is possible. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. When I come under him, when I choose him, when I acknowledge him, when I deny myself, when I remember the cross... Okay, you want to read really scary scripture? Read Hebrews 13. Okay, talks about the cross. And nobody's written a worship song about this yet. So, here's the challenge. Hebrews 13 talks about the cross and trampling on it by how we live in sin thinking that there's still a payment available for what I know of freedom, there's got to be a payment still. And no, there's not. Who the sun sets free is really free. When you choose to walk back in, what price is there now for what we did? Hard scripture. Just telling you, read it. It'll put you on your knees, or you'll be writing a, a, like a thesis in a week oh my gosh (laughs) I have to work out my faith with fear and trembling good write the paper be good for some of us because I'm never going to McDonald's again right right okay okay so if salt absorbs too much and it becomes useless what happens to it it's useless and then You're going to throw it out. Throwing it out. It's that useless that you throw it out in the manure pile. There you go. It's not going to do anything to the manure. It's that useless. It's not going to affect it. Not going to change it. Okay, so think of that in terms when you think, I'm going into this atmosphere to change it. Be sure you're there to change the atmosphere or you are not there just to be cool. Okay? Because there's nothing that salt that has lost its saltiness can do to a manure pile. Nothing. It's ineffective. Good. Good, good, good. Okay. So, as Christ followers, that's our identity. I'm a disciple first. 
before I am any other title in the world. I am a disciple first. I am a Christ follower. I'm a Christian first. Everything else flows out of that. If I lose my effectiveness, I've lost my place under the cross. Okay? We don't have to do that over and over and over again. We can learn this stuff and get it under our belts. We can deny our flesh. We can. Okay, God says that you're a new creation. You can do this. If you've never heard from anyone older than you that you can do this, you can do this. You have what it takes. You have everything that you need for life and godliness. Everything. That's a scripture, and I can't tell you what page it's on. Okay? It's just in the New Testament. That's all I know. Somebody else will Google it. Okay? You have everything that you need for life and godliness. Everything that you need at your disposal. Okay? If you are in temptation, what are you supposed to do? Not get in the line. That's key. Don't get in the line to the drive through What should I have done? When temptation comes, what could I have done? Let's just make it really easy. Not engage. Okay? If I'm having a really hard time, like I got the sweats, and I'm like, oh, but I really, really want, and I'm making lists of all the pros. Okay? Because don't tell me you don't do this when it comes to sin. Okay? The most tempting places in your life where you will get thrown off, you've probably made a pros and cons list in your mind, in your heart. Okay? Don't do it. If there's any cons, adhere to them because they're stronger. They last longer. Okay? I could have called somebody. I could have said, hey, Matt, I know you're on these quads and you're having a great time, but I am suffering with temptation right now, and I really want a quarter pounder with cheese with no ketchup and extra pickles. And he would have been like, are you serious? Why would you do that? Get out of the lineup and go get some Mr. Noodles that are gluten-free, and they don't make those things. I'm just having a wish list. <laughs> I miss Mr. Noodles. <laughs> okay, see, I'm just having a weak day. I don't know. Okay? He would have done that for me because he's seen me when I cheat. He's like, it's not worth it. Don't do it. Okay? I should have called him. You know what I did think? Here, let's be really honest. Matt's away. He won't see the repercussion. I don't even have to tell him I went to McDonald's because he's gone for a couple days. How bad is that? And don't tell me you don't think about that when you're doing large-scale sin. Like, McDonald's is a sin for me. I'm just saying large-scale. Like, I don't think anyone's going to find out that I gossiped. Definitely not the person I talked about, which here's just keys for life. They'll always be the first person that found out. Just let's pass class now. If you gossip, the only one that's going to suffer is you. You'll get less and less friends and you'll be like, I don't know. It must be somebody else's fault. No, no. It's your mouth. That's the problem. Okay. I don't even know where I was. Just coming back. Okay. We need to watch that we're not absorbing the world around us. That's where I was. Okay? Because you can't get it out of you. You've already engaged the cross. How does Jesus get the world out of you now? I already did that. I don't know how to set you any freer. Oh, so I'm responsible for the freedom I've been given. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay? The one thing your generation needs to know is you can do it. The price has been paid, but the cost is heavy, and you can do it. You can do this. You're not weak. You don't have the attention span of like a squirrel. You guys have what it takes to have the attention, the strength, 
and the grace, which grace is the Holy Spirit giving you what you don't have on your own, okay? Not, God, would you erase my mistake? That's not grace. That's not the right biblical definition, okay? You have the grace that you need to make it in this world, okay? If you have a habitual, repetitive sin, you need accountability in your life with someone who is not a peer, someone that it'll cost you something to tell them, okay? I do not enjoy people telling someone of the same age and the same struggle, here's what I did. Yeah, me too. And then you don't even pray about it. You're just like, yeah, let's get comfortable with that. Except for your freedom came at a high cost. And you're sitting in the world absorbing sin and losing your saltiness, and all of a sudden, you don't know that I've lost it all. Now, my freedom is useful for nothing. I don't feel victorious. You ever feel like you've been under it? Like, God, I don't know how to get to the top. I don't know how to get a victory. I don't know how to get through this. Okay? Separate yourself from it and make it cost something. My Biggest advice in your generation where it hurts the most, dive in. Inconvenience yourself. Do whatever you need to do to make it a sacrifice because you're living in the fruit of the ultimate sacrifice. Okay? All right. All right. Discipline is more than doing or saying the right things. It leans heavy on avoiding the wrong things. So again, make a list of the things that you need to do, but also be aware of the things that you don't want to do. Okay? You are not unaware of the enemy's schemes. Also in the New Testament. Forgot the reference. I apologize. We'll send notes later. <laughs> Here's that scripture, okay? If you are not unaware, why would they point that out? Because you need to be aware of the enemy's schemes. The fact that God has given you the mind of Christ, that you know what the enemy is up to, he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Sounds like a great partner. No. Great partner is the guy that came to bring life and life to the full. Okay? You are not unaware of the enemy's schemes. What you go into, eyes wide open, those are the moments that you need to be like, Father, forgive me. I need like a whole new salvation experience. Because I haven't quite got down the cost of this. Okay? Sin is a high cost to the cross. You are not unaware of the enemy's schemes. You can avoid doing the wrong things. You just have to be mindful. Okay? Christianity, here's the best part of Christianity, is that he knows that we're supposed to engage our minds. Because he made them brilliant okay science is only catching up to jesus and our creator okay only catching up okay take captive every thought what does that sound like in modern day psychology lewis cbt thank you cognitive behavioral therapy take your thought change it and move ahead oh wait but how old is the Bible? Take every thought captive and make it subject to Jesus. Okay, did you know there's nothing more powerful than the name of Jesus? CBT is great. CBT is great. Not putting it down. It's based in a biblical foundation. Jesus is greater. So when I can take every thought captive and bring it under his lordship and say, I'm not doing these wrong things anymore. Mindfully engaged. 
changing my mind. I'm going this way. I'm choosing these things. I'm engaged mindfully. Okay? It's a beautiful thing. All right. I'm just like, I have so much to say. Okay. We wanted to ensure that our actions are engaged. But environment really matters for salt. So we want to remember that when you're making your mindful engagement about things that you engage. What are the things that make you feel weak, you guys? I've talked about this repeatedly. When you're with friends, how do you feel with that friend? It's a really big deal. You are not subject to feelings and emotions. You're in control of the setting and the scenarios. Okay? Jesus has given you the ability to use your mind well. Okay, so what are the places, and I don't care if you feel like you're a Pharisee or you're religious, okay? What are the places that you're like, I can't do that? I don't care if 10 of my friends can, I can't. I'm absorbing too much. Okay, more confessions. I can't hear swear words. Like, I just go right back to pirate mouth. I'm just like, yeah, boop, boop, boop. It just right out. So I try, you're laughing, but it's true. <laughs> okay, it just starts flowing out of me. And I'm like, I can't be in environments where I'm absorbing that. It's just language that I'm too familiar with. And my sin nature takes over. Okay, I'm supposed to crucify him every day. But then if I engage the scenario of I'm going to watch Goodwill Hunting. F this, F that, F... Th like, you can't even, like, not a whole line. Kids can't be in the room for a whole line of just one conversation in that movie. Okay? The next day, I'm like, F this, F that. I'm just kidding. It's not really what happens. <laughs> but in my mind, that's what's happening. Somebody ticks me off. I'm like... You know, you did your little... It's in there. Because I just lost my saltiness. Guys, you're all laughing at me. Like, what a loser. It happens to you too. You just all have to admit it. What is your scenario? I have more than just that one, just so you know. But you need to know and be aware of the enemy's schemes. What have you been bought for? What price has been paid and what freedoms do you need to continue to live in that are available to you? It is good. It's great news. Okay? So coming into salvation and being a disciple truly means I'm saved from my old sinful nature. We receive a new nature to work alongside the Holy Spirit every day. Every day. Okay? Losing your saltiness can simply be being in environments where you absorb what you shouldn't be. Okay? Mark 8, 35 to 36 says, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Again, go into some places and your soul's getting chipped away at. What if you gain the whole world? What if you get all the power? What if you have all the influence? What if you've had all the sex that you want? What if you have all the money you want? You just got it by lying. So you got the whole world. You just don't have a conscience. You don't have salvation. You don't have any freedom. But you've got a seared conscience and a deep pit. Who cares? I lost myself. I lost the taste of what was given to me at salvation. Okay? I want you to do something for me. 
Close your eyes. I'll do it too. I want you to remember your salvation experience. When you came to Jesus, when you realized for the first time that he loved you, the first time you felt freedom in your heart and in your spirit, the first time that you were like, wow, heaven's mine. I can't believe that I have an amazing heavenly father. When was the last time you felt free? You felt salty. You felt like you had an assignment from heaven. You felt free of chains. Free of man. Free of fear. Okay, I want you to remember that feeling. And then remember that it was the cross that got you there. Only by his blood. And in that feeling, I want you to know the only place that you feel that is because the cross was necessary. We don't have that remembrance of salvation without the cross. So every morning, we're supposed to remember what he did for us. We're supposed to count the cost. We're supposed to engage him in denying ourselves and taking up our cross. If you need help with losing your saltiness, like it just keeps tripping you up, I want you to do this every morning. Engage your salvation experience. Remember Jesus and what he did for you. When we can remember what God has done for us. You guys can open your eyes now. When we can remember what God has done for us, salt and its purpose makes more sense. Okay? Salt is for preserving. Salt is also used in cleansing and purification. If we're living out our full saltiness, meaning our usefulness, we are being purified and cleansed. Our lives become a place of encounter because of the purity we're living in. Meaning when I engage places, the atmosphere changes. Because I'm salty. You're going to take on my atmosphere. Because I know I should be here. I'm on assignment. Okay? Salt has a level of effectiveness too high and it's too much. There's too much pH in there, and it's ineffective. Too low, and there's nothing there, and it gets thrown in the manure. Okay? There's an effective level of saltiness that the Holy Spirit wants to teach you how to live in. Okay? Revelations 3.16 says, So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Now, before you think, I'm harsh. This is John the Revelator hearing from the throne room. And they're talking about churches. This isn't written to the lost. This is written to churches. This is written to the church of Laodicea. I have this thing against you. Is actually how it's written. I wish that you were hot or cold. I wish that you would walk away 
in your lack of saltiness, or I wish that you'd get on fire for me and you'd live in complete freedom and purpose. But because you're riding down the middle, I'm going to have to spit you out of my mouth. Why? Because it doesn't taste good. There's no use for it. It's not the greatest place to sit. But here's the great news. God's merciful. And his mercies are new every morning. And you can live at a higher level with him than you ever engaged in before. I, I promise you, you can. But it has to be purposeful. It has to have ordered steps in it. Ordered steps are things that I decided with Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm going left because he said so. I'm going left again because he said so. They're ordered. I'm aware of where I'm going. Okay? Here's one for free because I've seen this over and over and over again. If you are ever dating someone who causes you to stumble over and over and over again, they don't mind your weakness because they benefit from it. They don't adore you. And they're not praying for your saltiness and your effectiveness. And I doubt that they care about the kingdom call on your life. Get a better partner. Okay? Or fix it in the secret place. Be a strength to whoever you date. If you lead them into temptation, shame on you. Literally. Can God take care of shame? Yes, but it's dealt with in the secret place. We are not meant to run into each other's lives and cause each other to stumble. That is not your purpose. That is not the gift you give to anyone in the body of Christ. You call them higher. You come up here. And if you have a problem calling someone higher, you get low so you can start calling someone higher. Okay? If you have no idea how to encourage someone in the Lord because you've never encouraged yourself in the Lord, learn. Learn. We actually don't need to engage that. That is all flesh, and it's actually not me loving you. It's loving myself. Okay? You deserve better. I'm not saying you have to break up. Fix it. Fix it. Make it impossible. Make it hard to lose your saltiness. Make it really difficult to sin. Honor one another that deeply. Prefer one another. Okay? Because here's the big deal. You guys are all going to stand around the throne room all together. That's fun. You remember that thing I did to you? <laughs> now I'm really sorry. Okay, we don't talk about like the judgment seat of Christ at all. And I feel like I am like way out there in territory that's like crickets. But I refuse to leave out parts of the Bible. And you want to read the New Testament? You guys are living in grace and mercy that came at a high cost. Live accordingly. Live accordingly. You can do it. You can do it. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. You don't have to do this yourself. When I'm weak, he's strong. In my greatest weakness, he's stronger than I am. I just have to call on his name. I have to make a plan. I have to live on purpose. I have to decide. I'm willing to pay the price. I'm willing to be a disciple. I'm willing to pay the cost. I've thought about it. I'm determined. I will live higher. Okay? Our lives, because of the saltiness, create thirst in other people's lives. You ever had way too much salt? You're like, <laughs> somebody pass me a liter of water. My kidneys are shutting down. Okay? Your life is made to make other people thirsty. 
throw salt at them till they want living water, till they can't take any more of the desert. They're like, ah, it's on you for a purpose. Don't go to environments where you lose your saltiness, but don't stay out of people's lives so much that you never give salt away. There is a beautiful balance in there. Live on purpose. Give away the saltiness so that other people get hungry. They've got to see Jesus in you. They've got to see it. They've got to taste and see that he's good off of your life. Okay? Salt is valuable. We already talked about it. Worth your weight in salt. Salt is useful because of its value. Our purpose as salty ones is to have one identity. Christian. Follower, disciple, all wrapped up. This is my effort. This is my identity. I'm nothing else without the cross. I'm nothing else without Jesus. We have to get there as believers because we hashtag everything. We hyphen it. We add extras. We put titles on it. And you can even make it good things like I'm a wife first. Okay, but are you a godly wife? Are you prayerful? Do you lift your husband up? Do you believe the word? Are you praying? Okay, I'm, throw another title out. My mind, it's got a hamburger on it. I'm a pastor. I am a pastor, actually. If I put that first, I'm really in trouble. I'm really in trouble because it should be overflow. Okay, if I get my identity out of pastoring, I am not a good shepherd. I am not doing any good for anyone because I will water down the gospel so that you like me. And I'm too old to care, so I've passed that phase. Honestly, you guys, you might know this, anyone who's taken psychology, but I think it's at 36, you really start stopping to care. And let me tell you, it's the most beautiful thing in the whole entire world. You're like, what did I do in my 20s? Why did I care so much? I thought people really cared about my shirt and my hair and the things that I said and did. Unless you're harming people with your words, nobody cares what you think. It's really freeing. You're like, I don't care. Okay? I don't care. If you think anything about me, I really love Jesus. I love him. And I don't do what I do for you. I don't do for anyone else because I don't care. And, you know, you have to keep any title before Christian. Just Christian first. I'm Christ-like. I'm taking the whole Bible all into account and living that way first, the overflow of what happens, that's up to God. All up to God. Okay? You could put a doctorate in front of there. Man, God has blessed my mind, and that's your identity. You just get all the affirmation from being a doctor, and I'm smart. Oh, good for you. But are you godly? Are you salty? Do you have any effectiveness with what the cross did for you? Because that's the stuff that actually matters for all of eternity. All right. I'm going to stop harping. I promise. Okay? When we add titles out of longing for acceptance, we're out of line. He accepted us. You're loved. You have everything that you need for life. And godliness, you don't need it from anyone else. Get his approval. Live for the well done, good and faithful servant. Don't take it from anyone else. Don't live out of line looking for everybody else to slap your back and give you a parade. It doesn't turn out well. Just read the Bible, you'll figure that one out. Okay? Your true acceptance is found in the cross and what Christ has done for you in the cleansing that the world is desperately in need of. 
Why does the world crave power and sex and notoriety and celebrity so much? They just want affirmation. Am I doing a good job? I don't know. But one whisper from God says, I'm your heavenly father. I've forgiven all your sins. Go and sin no more. I love you. That's all you need. For the rest of your life, that will be all you need. Okay, here's another spoiler alert. If you're looking for your spouse to fill in all of your acceptance needs, it won't work. You will exhaust them. Nobody can fill that hole. Jesus can. Because he formed you, he made you for a purpose, and he knows you. You are fully known and loved by your heavenly father. That's enough. That's enough. You have what you need. Okay? If we don't watch over our values and our effectiveness, it gets thrown out in the saltiness because the purpose and what it was intended for is finished. Okay? 1 John 5, 18 to 19, it says, We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We know also that the Son of God has come and given us understanding so that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true by being in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Okay? Homework for you guys. I want you to desperately please do this. Read 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John this week. I want you to dig into it because it is all about what you have through the cross and living a life of saltiness. You have what it takes to live this life, and you can do it through knowing Jesus Christ. Okay? So I want to encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom. Did you know that's one of his assignments? Without the Holy Spirit, we are in big trouble. You need to ask him, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. When we live in purity and the preservation and the usefulness that Jesus paid for, we are then effective in being disciples. And that becomes a drawing place for others to taste and see that he is good. Okay, so tonight we're going to go into our pods now and have a discussion on being disciples. I realize that this is a sobering word. Sobering meaning I'm not going to let other things grab my attention, only the Holy Spirit. Okay, so what you're feeling inside of you while this is going on, don't disrupt it to move to your pod because this is precious. Okay, what Holy Spirit is either convicting, teaching, or planting in you right now is precious. Okay, and being in community can be very helpful to put around the guards that you need to help this grow. So as we move into pods, your pod leaders have um, questions for you, but I just want to read Hebrews 3, 12 to 13. It says, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So I'm going to pray before you go into your groups because I do I feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit in this room and I feel the delight of the Lord like this is possible you guys. While it's today encourage one another. Find another gear in your friendships that's full of meaning and full of eternity and full of purpose. Okay? So, Father, we just thank you for your word.
God, we thank you for the cross. We thank you that you have, you died. (laughs) You paid the ultimate price for our freedom. And Father, tonight we acknowledge you as Lord of our life, the one who's in control, the one who's in charge, the one that we submit to, the one that we look for in our life. God, I thank you, God, that you've chosen us to be sons and daughters of the living God. And Father, tonight we ask that your manifest presence would be made manifest in us, that it would work all the way through us. And Father, that it would be a delight as we talk, that God, there would be the sobering part of the word being true and any adjustments that we need to make. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to make them now. (laughs) We welcome you to change our minds. We welcome you to correct our thoughts. God, we ask that you would uproot anything that's bitter in us, anything that got derailed in us, any lie that has pulled us off course from what you have assigned to us as our purpose and our destiny in you. Father, I ask that today you would align our will, you would align our hearts, you would align our spirits with what you paid for on the cross. God, we say that we are free because you paid for our freedom. And so, God, as we move into discussions, let our lips be seasoned with life. Let them be a place where life can spring forth. God, give us wisdom on how to grow in godly friendships that build one another up and push each other into eternal places of blessing and favor that are found only in you, God. And so, Father, we just welcome your spirit to come and rest upon us. Be really full. Be the one that we feel more than anything, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Lake Mount Young Adults Podcast. For more information, please visit us at lakemount.ca or follow us on Instagram at lakemountya. Have an amazing week and we hope to see you soon.